Listener Production. The Aussie market kept its head above water despite a cautious night overseas. And what numbers should investors look out for in tonight's US jobs data? Good afternoon, I'm Laura. I'm Craig. It's Friday the 6th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Craig, it's lovely to have you back on here again. Lovely to be here on a positive day yet again. Two days of gains, two days of Craig. Look, I don't know. I don't know about it. I don't know if there's a correlation there. <laughs> yeah, we were just speaking to the boss and he said that uh, you always seem upbeat on positive days. <laughs> yes, the days from the share market rises. I think my mood is impacted by what happens on the share market. That's when you know I'm working too much and way too invested <laughs> in my job. But um, I do love it. And today we saw our second day of gains, as we mentioned. And this is, of course, ahead of that key jobs report, which we'll get out of the US tonight, which Craig is going to enlighten us on later on in this podcast. Last night, we did also have some jobs figures out of the US, usually not as closely watched, but those ones were something that impacted the market. Yeah, new claims for uh, unemployment insurance, the jobless claims, they were up by 2,000 to 207,000. 5,000 was expected though. So that showed the resilience of the the US job market, uh, together with the Challenger Job Cut series. So uh, 86,000 jobs were expected to have been cut. It was only uh, a bit over 47,000 that, that came through. So um, that's a, another indicator that the US job market is in very, very good shape and investors are a little bit wary because of that. Exactly right. So in this instance, when we're seeing the job market remaining tight and a good outlook for the economy, it's actually not good because it could push those interest rates to either go higher or stay higher for longer. So that's really what's been at the forefront of investor minds. But just quickly looking over the week, of course, it is ahead of the close. We are currently up around half of 1%, but over the week, the Aussie market is still set to decline for the third straight week in a row, currently down 1.2%. And we have remained under 7,000 points for most of this week, except for on Monday. We did touch it on Monday, but we've ended down below 7,000 four days this week, which we haven't seen since back in March. There was also a few things out today. I think most notable would be that financial stability review from the RBA. Just some key highlights there. Well, it comes out twice a year and it's a very comprehensive document uh, looking at the stability of the financial sector, looking at how households are, the shape the businesses are in. And the, the key word is resilience. Basically, we've all gone through some fairly you know, sort of challenging times over the past 12 months, but what the Reserve Bank has indicated is that we're, we're resilient, yes, as households, as businesses, and also the banking system. So basically, it's saying nothing to see here, move on. <laughs> exactly right. And in terms of sector performance today, it was quite mixed. We did see energy stocks under quite a bit of pressure for the second day in a row. And of course, we did see oil prices decline once again. Yesterday, they had their biggest slump in over a year. They were down 5.6%. They were down a little bit more last night as well. So we did see the energy sector. That's actually the worst performer. But on the flip side, financials have done very well today. They make up about a quarter of the total ASX 200 index, and they're currently up 1.3%. So that's really helped to buoy the broader market, right? Yeah, it's, it's financials. It's also the materials or the mining sector. So if you get those two sectors moving ahead, uh, then you're certainly going to be carrying you know, to the Australian share market. As you say, you know, sort of Woodside was down around about a half of 1%, Ampol down the similar sort of magnitude. 
and uh, Santos down 8 tenths of 1%. Lindsay Australia, which is a transport company for the rural sector, it was up another 3-odd percent, 3.4%, after a similar gain the previous day. So petrol prices or the cost of fuel going down, and that's good news for the transport operators, in particular you know, sort of um, the road transport operators like Lindsay Australia. Yeah, and the energy sector has actually been the worst performer overall this week by far. So far, of course, it is subject to change. But at the moment, they're the worst. They're down 6.5% for the week. The next worst is consumer discretionary, which is only down 2.1%. So massive gap there. Definitely seeing energy stocks being hit quite hard this week. And in fact, all of the 11 sectors are lower over the course of this week. So not a great one. We've still got the final numbers to come through, but financials down around about a third of a percent and healthcare, you know, so down one-tenth of one percent. So they were the outperformers over the week. And we've really touched on a lot of the things that happened this week. So we had those oil prices. That's been a massive, massive driver in what we've seen in the markets. We've had investors concerned about what's happening with interest rates. That's been at the forefront for so long. And of course, we've been looking closely at a lot of those jobs figures coming out of the US with the key ones coming out tonight. We've had at the beginning of the week, fears of the government shutdown that was averted. That also played into what happened on the share market. We had bond yields hitting their highest levels since 2007. What else happened this week? So much in one week. Well, it does get down to a really the bond market. Really, the bond market drove all other markets th- this week. A U.S. 10-year yield uh, rose by around about 30 basis points to its high of 4.88%. Uh, fortunately, there was a bit of a retreat later in the, in the week, but that inverse relationship uh, between uh, bond yields going up and yes, the share prices going down, and that's very much holding at the moment. Central banks have moved to the sidelines, so the one element that's keeping us all in check at the moment is the US bond market. Exactly right, and as you mentioned, they did ease for the last couple of days and the Aussie market managed to lift for the past couple of days, so that just sort of paints a picture of the correlation there. In terms of particular stocks, there's not been a lot of company news out lately, but we did get some updates from money manager Magellan. They released their monthly numbers. They revealed an outflow of $2 billion in September, which is quite a lot, quite a huge hit to the business. And that's why we saw its share price react the way that it did. At its worst point, it was down over 24%. So today's news really drove it to be the worst performer this week as well. So over the whole week, Magellan was the worst. And just quickly, we had another fund manager, GQG Partners, out with their monthly too. They also reported an outflow, but a much smaller number. But somehow its share price did manage to lift today. It's currently up roughly 3% ahead of the close. Let's look ahead to tonight, that key jobs report that we've been waiting for. Yes, uh, the expectation in terms of the markets is that 170,000 jobs were created in September. The unemployment rate fell from 3.8% to 3.7%, and the average hourly earnings uh, grew at a 4.3% annual pace. So those are the figures to watch out for later tonight, 11.30 Sydney time. If you want to stay up and watch those figures, you know, sort of drop (laughs) and see the reaction, it pays to do so. Um, And consumer credit figures will also be out later tonight. I have no doubt you'll be staying up to see those figures drop and you'll probably be tweeting it out on the ComSec Twitter as well. Um, Just quickly, very high level of what's happening next week. We have a lot of producer and consumer prices coming out of The U.S. will touch on this in more detail next week. We also have the Federal Reserve's September minutes coming out. Of course, we're always looking for clues as to what's ahead for interest rates. In terms of uh, at home, we've got the the NAB business survey, consumer Mm -hmm. confidence figures, 
um, a speech from one of the Reserve Bank officials uh, through the week, but nothing really of top shelf, you know, sort of um, no, indications, something like bit... inflation figures or job figures, yes, mm. which really move markets. Yeah, it's definitely a little bit quieter here in Australia next week, but we'll also get some data out of China. I think that's on Friday that's coming out, inflation data and international trade data, and those are going to be very closely watched. And while China is one of the very few countries that doesn't have an inflation problem. What we're trying to see is the inverse of what we're seeing in other countries where we're wanting to actually see a boost in in its economy, right? Indeed. And um, one thing we should also highlight is the annual general meeting uh, season begins. We've got a whole range of companies, including uh, Combank, IOG, Baby Bunting, uh, coming out with annual general meetings. That's super important because it provides updates about how those companies are travelling the other important thing is that we're moving into the earnings season in the United States. On Friday, we have Wells Fargo, Citigroup and JP Morgan, amongst others, which will be reporting earnings. And again, make or break for, for the share markets in terms of how those earnings drop over the next couple of weeks. There's always something to look forward to. So I hope you all have a very lovely weekend and we'll chat again next week. Bye-bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.